Hey, After Buzzers, before we move on to your next topic, we just want to say thanks to our sponsor, Anchor. If you haven't heard about Anchor, it's the easiest way to make a podcast. Let me explain. It's free. Plus, there are creation tools that allow you to record and edit your podcast right from your phone or computer. Also, Anchor will distribute your podcast for you so it can be heard on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and many more. Plus, you can make money from your podcast with no minimum listenership, and it's everything you need to make a podcast in one place. Download the free Anchor app or go to Anchor FM to get started. Hey, After Buzzers. If you didn't know, it's Kevin Undergar, the executive producer of After Buzz, along with my partner, Maria Menunos. Hi, everybody. And Maria and I, as you know, have put so much time and money into mm-hmm. the AfterBuzz TV product and really haven't seen a lot in return. Nope, not yet. <laughs> <laughs> but one of the ways you guys can actually help us is by tuning into our new reality show, Chasing Maria Menunos. It premieres Tuesday, March 18th, 10 o'clock, 9 p.m. Central, and features me and Maria basically bickering, fighting. No. No. No, it's not just bickering and fighting. You get an inside look into my life, behind the scenes. You'll also get a behind the scenes look at AfterBuzz. It's really funny. It's not just bickering, and it's not fake either. So that's actually something to think about. Oh, no, no, no. It's definitely not fake. It's definitely not fake. But please, tune in to Chasing Maria Menounos on Oxygen, Tuesday, March 18th at 10 p.m. All of your support will help AfterBuzz because Maria certainly won't. (laughs) So rude. You're listening to the AfterBuzz TV Network, now the largest new media platform on the web, and your number one source for after-show entertainment. From the AfterBuzz Studios in Los Angeles, California, presented by Maria Menounos and streaming live thanks to Akamai Technologies, this is AfterBuzz TV's True Detective After Show. We'll break down tonight's episode and get you all the latest news and gossip. And now, another post-game wrap-up show for your favorite TV show, it's AfterBuzz TV's True Detective After Show. Yes. One last time. One last time. The lovely music that reminds us that it's time for the True Detective After Buzz After Show. Show number eight, episode number eight. Form and Void. Form and Void? Form and Void. Yes. Form and Void. And the earth was without form and void, and darkness was upon the face of the deep, and the Spirit of God moved upon the face of the waters. Yes. Yes, yes, yes. Um, episode 8, True Detective. Thank you for joining us. The After Buzz After Show. I'm Joe Braswell. I am joined, as always, by the lovely Julia Kearley. Hi, Braswell. Hi, Flippo. Hi, What's up, everybody. Julia Kearley? What's up? And Joe Flippo, of course. What's up, everybody? Screw you, Joe Braswell. Yeah, no Nando today. No Nando. Nando will not be a part of the, after, the, the True Detective After Show oh. until next year. So there, he didn't make it. Next season. That's right. So let's get into this. I mean, what a. I mean, I don't. There's a lot of things to talk about. Um, Let's do some house cleaning first because we got just murdered. Right, rightfully so. Rightfully so. Murdered. Oh, oh, you know, in a very in loving ways sometimes, and sometimes not so loving ways. There was a couple loving ones. Like, hey guys, it's cool. Yes, it's it's to be understood. We 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 made the fatal mistake of, of 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 using Childress. Uh, it, it, it last week. I'm gonna I'm gonna take the fall for this one, guys. I started it. You jumped on the bandwagon. Uh, this was my bad. 
I we, caught it in my notes. We, we didn't correct you. We, so, didn't, we didn't correct you. We, in fact, I, I, I followed you right around the it cliff. It wasn't we all Childress. Did. It was Geraci. A so different sheriff we got our a different sheriffs time. Yep. Geraci. We know. We know. But sorry. Sorry. Sorry, Internet. And, you know, that discredits all of us as, as human beings. But we still love the show. <laughs> <laughs> it's funny because that's that's the nature of the internet, though. I mean, it's because like they're now they're horrible people. Yes. like that's the next step. But call uh, yourself fans. I think we were horrible people before that. Yeah, yeah. It had nothing to do with Steve Dracy. Uh But <laughs> but uh, so I don't. I want to talk about. We'll talk about what happened in the episode. Obviously, we'll get all into that stuff. But like, also, we'll kind of zoom back and talk about what amazing piece of work this was for an anthology series. Eight hours. I mean, you know, and that was that was some ish, man. They did a great. MFN job on this series, and I was not disappointed. There was a, like a week of wild, wild, wild theories as to what could what insane could happen. speculation. I mean, the internet was like, you know, every everything from you know, uh, Rust faked the first murder so he can go investigate his daughter. And Marty's dad, uh, Marty's father in law, was going to be the Yellow King. Yes, I got to say, I was telling you guys this earlier. Of all the shows we do, yeah. never once have I been, as I said, debunked on every yeah. single theory and prediction that yes. I could possibly come. Up with every single one, none so, of them came to fruition. That's the sign of a good show. Uh, I do want to say that most of mine were right. I'm just saying, yeah, uh, stretch. Okay, <laughs> so let's jump into this. So we uh, <laughs> we have uh, our detectives finally working together, as you know, in you know, in, in present day, doing doing their thing, trying to solve the, the solve the crime. When we last saw them in episode seven. Uh, they had Jeracy on the boat, mm-hmm. and they, you know, we we were going to get some uh, some battery cable. Some jumper cable at a time going on, <laughs> and uh, the boat, Joe, the boat, the boat. I love the boat. The boat was the boat was slick. I love everything that happened on the boat. I love the way they handled the boat. I love the idea of uh, these guys actually coming in, and you know the, the way the interrogation was done, the way he made him sort of watch, like actually watch the tape. Right was, was was insane, you know, to me. Like that, that I love the way that whole thing played out. Like, no, don't watch, don't look at me. Look, no, at, the look at the tape. Yeah, yes. absolutely. And, I, and it, was, it was very slick, very slick play out because uh, now now I got your now I got your fingerprints on this tape. Yeah, mm-hmm. and um, yeah. So now you're pretty well fucked. So that's the way it's going right. to go. But his reaction was the reaction we saw. We saw the same piece of tape that we saw at the beginning. Yep. And then we see the the screams and the pull out. And I love how you know. Uh, Hart just kind of goes outside, takes the beer, like, yep, I know how this is going to go. You know, you talked about this last week, how how uh, uh, Nick, and, Nick uh, and Carrie, they don't need to show the gore. They right. don't want to show the gore. It's not about that. It's more about the reactions. And so last week we saw uh, we saw Marty's reaction to this tape, and now we're seeing um, Geraci's. I got right. it right. Hey, guys, Geraci. Yeah, this- we saw <laughs> Geraci's yeah. uh, reaction to this tape and just the weight that this tape holds. It, it's a game changer. Well, that, and at the end of the day, there is there is nothing that they're going to be able to film that's going to that's going to be better than whatever we can come up with in our heads as right. far as what's there. Sure. Like, if you film it, then you've put a lid on it. Then you've said, this is the end of the horror of this thing. Right. But if you don't ever film it, there is no end to what we can imagine is on there. It's infinite. It so infinite. so that's where, and, and there's there's a lovely time lapse, too, that goes on. And each time somebody watches that video, so we can go, how long does it go on for? Yeah. How many guys are involved? Yeah. What else goes on? The video's bad. Sure. Absolutely. The video's bad. Uh, there's, there's giant screams. Uh, he comes back, and Andres is very, very, very angry and very, like, he, first he's, he's disheveled. So that was a good sort of interior. That worked better than any kind of jumper cables. Oh, absolutely. Kind of like waterboarding oh, yeah. would work because he was like, you know, I don't know. I had no idea. Well, that was the thing, too. You, you, you've basically been like, listen, um, we're, we don't care anymore. We're off the grid. Right. You're off the grid. 
Um, so, uh, and, and here's why, because we just, we've, we've seen this, you haven't seen it yet, so here it is. And, uh, so now we'll pretty much do whatever we want to do at this point. Right. They're, they're, we, we're committed to this level, so I don't need to show you anything else. Right. So that happens, uh, they get pretty much all the info they needed. They, they, they do buy it, they do believe him. They, and I, you know, I really thought he was going to go, but I liked the fact that they let him go. I thought they were going to kill him, of course. And then he didn't make that thing, like, we're going to make this like an accident. He- <laughs> that was just to scare him, I think. That was just to scare him. Because he had his sniper. He had his, his buddy from the bar, the uh, the guy whose son went missing. He had the sniper all positioned oh, already. Yeah. That was also cool as hell. And that was quite. And, and Jeracy did. I'm going to use the name Jeracy every chance Fine. I, I think get. Uh, my uh, new name is Jeracy. <laughs> we get it. He broke it down for them, though, which I think, you know, maybe. I mean, he's, this is the chain of command. Like, you understand. You were you were part of CAG. He you changed were the report. The right. It wasn't right. me. This is the chain of command. Like, you know how it you goes. You know how it goes. Exactly. Yeah. He, he changed the report. He said he knew him. My mom had bugged out. She was gone. Uh, what was I supposed to do, man? There's nobody to go to. And then Ted got me into state CID. So based on I got into CID on, on Childress's recommendation, what was I supposed to do? Yeah. Yeah. So I mean, like, you know, and then, but I love how the second he hit dry land, he was like back to being sure. He sure was. He was like this, you mother effers. I think that <laughs> Maserati. Up. I think that Maserati gives him. It just gives him like you know what? God, that is my goddamn Maserati. Right. You know what? Oh, Screw he was you guys. Well, once he once he made it off the boat and he realized they weren't going to shoot him and dump him, you know, in the water. He's like, you guys are dead. And even even after he said, you know what? We've got tapes. We've got your fingerprint on on, on the uh, on the videotape. We're gonna send this thing to the news. I got a sniper buddy. He was like, still not having it. They shoot up the car. He raises a hand. He shoots up the car, and he's still pissed. <laughs> I'm gonna still get you. Like, the car. yeah, he can't. Like, he not, loves that car. At well, some point, he would have been like, oh, okay, a car. I was ready for him to go. Like, okay, okay, guys, I'll, I'll be quiet. But no, he nope. would not go down. Yeah, you know, I gotta be honest with you though. I think I would trust him more based on him popping off like that than based yeah. on him going, oh, it's cool. Yes. I wouldn't yeah. trust that guy. You know what? I, I want to say that we did not talk about. Well, we, we'll get there. We'll all go right, back. We, 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 yeah, yeah. You know, I, I, you I got, got a plan. You, I got a plan. Right. <laughs> it's all right. You can do it though. I'm, no, 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 it's okay. I'm over here. I care Try about the young people. Try to drive something. Uh, we we will go that back. Maserati you got there. It's nice. <laughs> Shut up now. Somebody have a quarter ounce. Of- Thanks for shooting up my Maserati, pal. <laughs> <laughs> it's all right. Um, you can drive at eleven o'clock. I appreciate it. At a. We are so we did. We did not talk about it purposely, but I wanted to get. I was just continuing us from last week. But the show didn't open from where we opened last week. The show opened horrifying to some mm-hmm. horrifying, horrifying imagery, horrifying, uh, 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 um, you know, conversation. I mean, I, I got to ask you, Joe. I mean, you know, do you want to make flowers today? <laughs> I, I do not want to make flowers, Joe. You don't want to make flowers? In fact, I can safely we say... We used to make flowers all the time. You and I are never going to make flowers. Really? Ever. Oh, man. You I, only make flowers with your half-siblings. That's, that's, that, that, okay. is, that is uh, that's yeah. the rule. The rule only when they have siblings. Only when they're a little bit slow half-siblings. So that we, was some ugly, well, ugly situation. We got a... So we got a very, very unfortunate... Uh, and very revealing peek into the into the world of of uh, the the well ooh extraordinarily extraordinarily children extraordinarily the man with the scars on his face lawnmower man yeah we got a good world and we found out he's not quite right by the ways no he's a little he's a little messed up uh, he's got he's, he's speaking in a British accent Sometimes. he's talking to his father who is now is there a debate whether he whether whether Papa Childress is dead or alive I don't is it a I psycho mean, thing I, I was I mean, going with alive just I, barely just barely just keeping there well here's my I, I'm with you Julia because um, my experience no chance. my experience with our type of monkey we break down and start smelling bad pretty quick right and we turn different colors and then we start leaking 
So dad, dad was for the most part of a palish color, and he was not leaking. So which led me to believe that maybe he's not uh, he's not quite dead, or he's recently dead. So we took. But a, it was we, smelly because they did have the uh, the little pine fresheners oh, yeah. all over the place. Yeah. Well, we With took a small tour. So oh, yeah. shot. Yeah. Mm. I have to say, my job is to watch television, and yeah. we cover some pretty grim gruesome, stuff. nasty, grim television shows. We do. Never before. Have I been so upset and so uncomfortable and so just 100% grossed out than I was in the first five minutes. scene the, of five the, the minutes? The first five minutes episode. of that was like completely – I agree. The first five minutes had me completely, you know, not only at the edge of my seat, not only dread, but then just like, no, I, I, I don't want a tour. I don't want a tour of the, of the you know, the pre-Carcosa – you know, uh, no, children's the house of madness. No. I don't want. I don't want a tour of that. Like that's that. It we, was. But I got the tour. We, we we got the shed. We got the inside. We got the, we dolls, got the dolls. The clothes. The clothes left over. We got the <laughs> conversation. We got the conversation about making flowers. We got the British accent. We got back to the. Well, well, let me let me make a comment about the British accent. Oh, do please because do. I I have uh, I've I gone a little further down the rabbit hole than perhaps is healthy. And I I got the R W Chambers book, the Yellow, uh, the King the, and Yellow. The True Detective rabbit hole is deep. <laughs> it is, and I wouldn't the say. The internet will is infinitely. I'm, deep. I'm not going to say I'm anywhere near the bottom because I, I I recognize that some people are pretty deep in it. Sure, but uh, I've been reading this, and one of the characters in the King in Yellow, it, it, it seems to be the madness. If you read the Yellow King, if you read the if you read the uh, the play, yeah. the madness is 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 a delusion. Like you become delusional about your position. Right. And so one of the characters, uh, there, there's these two characters that kind of go back and forth, and they live in this squalor, but they think it's a palace, right. and they have this rust rusted thing they put on their heads but they think it's this beautiful crown and they sure. have it in this gorgeous safe that doesn't exist it's a flipping basket right. so they're completely deluded and they speak with high lofty that's part of the deal is this yeah. is this this, spe- this speech that Errol is, it, Childress is, is doing here is not necessarily just mimicking whatever's on TV it's part of his delusion yeah. is that he is the king he's this master and you know then he starts spouting out the Shakespeare yeah if they had eyes to see you know I mean it, it's just all part of this delusion that he is this grand yeah. figure until it's time to make flowers. Oh, and then he gets creepy. Oh, yeah. But then, when it's time to make flowers, there's a whole other voice. So upset again. I'm there's a whole other situation. <laughs> I think the most unpleasant thing about this show, Dead Bodies Notwithstanding, was those two making flowers. It was yeah. so unpleasant. It was the worst flower making uh, situation. Oh. It will never leave me. Ever. That will stick with me. While eggs day, are burning. I die. Well, you know All that right. eggs are burning. So, so I don't want to the... dwell on the flower making, but I'm in it. She, but you know, the thing, the thing that, the thing that really gets, gets them going is asking about, you know, grandpa. Tell, tell them about, tell me about grandpa. Tell me about that time grandpa caught you. Oh. Yeah. The that's... warm soil. Yeah. Oh. oh. Okay. Very right, let's disturbing. move on. Let's move well, on. Everybody gets started different. Moving on. Yes. Mm. Uh, so flowers, okay. flowers were made. Well, he's, he's, and he also talks about his ascension, and we got to remember that he's, he, you yes. know, he's going to remove him from the disc, uh, disc in the loop, and he's going to, he's, he's, he's planning his ascension. So yes, and that, that's the thing. Right. So, uh, so we get back, and we we get back to seeing, you know, um, the, the the stuff that I love, the stuff that makes True Detective True Detective is, you know, Rustin Cole, Rustin Hart in the car. You know, it, bantering like like the good old days. I mean, they're now now they're they're officially repartnered up. They're officially on you know being detectives again. You know whether or whether it's private detectives or not. They're in the car and they're they're working the case and then the, the banter starts and they're going back and forth and you know I mean I, I nothing gives me greater pleasure than those two guys in the car. I mean I don't know that, that that's just me. Are but, we talking about the did, did you hold back? You talking about that scene? Yeah, yeah, of course. Yeah, like, you know there's a, the, the exchanges there. I mean, like ten years later, you got to know. You want to know? Did you hold back? Because you know, look, Hart knows that Cole is a bad MF, right? So it's like I, you know this guy's a bad dude. So 
you you want to believe that like you go ten years like I whooped his ass like he you know he I whooped, then you kind of think about like well he is kind of maybe uh, no the whole thing <laughs> that, yeah the, it, it just leaves you sick I know right. you know you're like I I didn't do it right and and that that scene was well done I loved I love I love Rust I love the character and we all want to believe we're Rust but we're sure. not I think we're a, we're a country full of Martys I think that's just the truth no but um. I certainly am. Well, we all want to believe we're, we're like a you know a version of a, both of those guys. In 1995, Rust and Hart. Those are those are cool cats. Well, I, you 1995, know, Rust and Hart. I, well, I, I mean, comparing the two, 2012, like, Rust and Hart. I don't really want to be Rust. Nah. Well, I no, think I love that. I love the idea of Rust. I mean, this is a guy who's uncompromising. He's when he's when he's going to do something, he's going to do it all the way till the end. He's going to finish out his hero's quest. You. I, you gotta get your ponytail game up then. Well, here's, here's what I'm saying. I think <laughs> distilled. You, you a long way to go. <laughs> I gotta get the stash going the stash too. Stash. And he smokes stars. camels. I, I could never smoke camels. camels. That's tough. I'm gonna bring you camel in a, in a Tiffany's box. I appreciate that. <laughs> but uh, you know, just I, I, I like the idea of him. Uh, you know, like uncompromising, sure. always following through. Fair N- enough. You know, I, that that is a thing, and I I think I'm much more of a, a Marty. I think I suspect most of us are. You know, right. Rust is an honorable man, yes. if nothing else. Well, here's what I'm at point. So so Marty's giving him the get out of jail free card. You know, you know, she told me that she made you do it. It's not yeah, your yeah. fault. And he's like, No, nah, I had a choice, Marty. We all yeah. have a choice. Exactly. No choice. <laughs> you know, <laughs> it's not what you want to hear. And it's like not only did, did I not get to really kick your ass for real. Right. Now you're telling me, yeah, yeah, I did choose to bang your wife. But it, it's it's just who he is. He's gonna he's gonna stay true to who he is. This is how every single conversation with with Rust and Hart goes, though. Some variation of like of, of of Hart trying to make sense of whatever Rust is doing. So he'll try to he'll do some version of like, well, I mean, you know, blah 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 blah, and and then Rust will be like, actually, blah blah blah, and Hart and Hart will say. You know what? You're a real you're son asshole. of a bitch. <laughs> <laughs> you know what? You're I, a real asshole. That's the thing. It's like we, we cling to our delusions because right. they give us they give us four. I, I think that this is what this eventually becomes. You know, and, and we get to it later on. But these. But he says here, as, as session meet, yes. we craft our identity by making value judgments all the time. Right now, that is. Uh, God damn it! If this show doesn't make you question whether or not there's anything more, it, it just it it's like hey, in oh, case you yeah. were curious as to whether or not you're real, are you a real boy, Pinocchio, or is this a real thing? You're you're session meat, and you're making choices all the time. You're you're how does he say loosely, uh, a little bit lucid, whatever it is, and 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 we, we make these value judgments. That's how we define ourselves. Sure. And and then we think it through. You're like, yeah, shit, that's what we do right. all day, every day. And then we think we're real. Right. And and this is, I mean, to me, it's terrifying. It's a terrifying concept. It just pulls back, all, like you know, pulls back the curtain, and you're looking at you're looking at Oz. You know, you're right. looking at like this might just be it. Is that all we are? I mean, you know, de- depending on what your your beliefs are, but but it, it does it does call into question a lot of things. I mean, we talked about the string theory stuff earlier. We talked about. I mean, there's a lot of you know philosophical. Uh, I don't want to call it psycho babble, but Mar- you know, Hart does. I mean, uh, Russ does touch on a lot, a lot of stuff, well, especially in this last monologue. Well, let me let me toss this out here as, as a thought because this episode ends, this show ends in an extremely predictable way. Well, I, mean, I don't, I don't think so. Oh, I think so. We oh, didn't. Really? We didn't. Well, let's yeah. go, hold on. Let's, before we get to the end, let's let's get this because we, we there's plenty of like plenty of breaking down what the show means, okay? What it is, what it didn't do, what it should have done. I mean, I've been reading all morning about like this show should do this. This show was perfect. What about this? We thought they were gonna that. Like this, we can talk about that all day long. But what I do want to just let's just get linear, linearly, if I can even say it, which I can't, for the episode because I want to talk about uh, how they arrived at. 
you know, finding the, finding the, the spaghetti monster, finding my man, going to Carcosa, which is some good old fashioned detective work done by Hart, like you know, and not not Cole this time. Not no, Rust. Hart did the it heavy lifting. It hasn't been. It hasn't been Rust in 2012. Exactly. It's been, it's been all Hart. I mean, with the urgings and the guidance, right. and the backstory that that Cole, or, yeah, that Cole has provided him. Sure. But this time, not like 2002. This time. Hart is doing the legwork. Hart is, Hart is making the connections, and yes. and he's the one solving this case. I absolutely. Well, I mean, I mean, together we, they are, but he's the one. Yes. Well, doing it. I think we touched on this last week, but this whole notion of like you know of of Russ saying like you're, you're nothing without me. I made you. I mean, maybe back in the day, you know, you know, as we said, Cole was doing all the heavy lifting, but Hart. I mean, I don't know if it's a case of like maybe Cole's off his game slightly. He's just in this whole sort of you know this this whole thinking. He's more of a thinking bigger picture, like or maybe zoomed in too tightly. But what the cool thing is, they they do need each other as a partnership because Hart's able. Hart's a boots on the ground PI who's mm-hmm. been doing this as a cop before then, now as a PI. So he's able to, with some fresh eyes, look at the situation and make some really good And he cool has moves. the connections, access, exactly. and the history in that town. This is why they're a team. Well, it's Without between, and, you know, they did it together, though. He says, you know, we got to look at this like, as if we're green. And he right. goes, Green, right? And then we look at the house. So they did do it together. I mean, it's together. I don't know, but I, but, he, but I, I agree with you. Hearts, hearts, hearts. Pulling, he's 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 pulling more weight than he was back in the day yes. for, sure. for sure. Where he's not at the place where he's like, hey, type this up for me. I just interrogated the guy while you sat there on your. Well, we saw his wheels turning. We was yeah. like, huh? And let Come me, look let at me, this. Let me just toss this out there. Toss we, it out. So there. we go out there and we interview. We interview the lady. We we find out the kids are living there. It's grandma's house. We go find grandma in, in, at, at the old folks' home, and grandma says we did have the house painted in nineteen in nineteen. It was ninety five. Uh, ninety, yes. ninety, ninety yes. or ninety-five, and and uh, and and it was for two hundred and fifty dollars. Fair work for I'm like two hundred and fifty dollars to paint the house. Yes, that was a small. House. I'm just well, saying. Clearly, is this, is this I, what about? I, I I'm just saying. That I, you, the, like, say what deep. you want about those children's boys, but they give you a hell of a deal on a house paint. I, <laughs> <laughs> I mean, you're you're, you're so. Goddamn pragmatic. So wait, you mean tell me like we got this show with all of all of this all, okay. all that's in this show to talk about. And you're hung up on the two hundred and fifty dollar house painting? All I'm saying is it was a hell of a deal. It's a hell of a deal. That's all I'm saying. <laughs> you know, I, I don't I don't know how things work in rural Louisiana, but that's that's, that's a hell of a deal. I'm saying is I felt that was a fair deal. So they find this they they figure this out, they get the house, they go they go there, they find the location, um we'll cut right to that point. And, uh, Did anyone else think that was a bit of a jump, though? All of a sudden, he remembers a picture of a house that was greener than the picture before at, after 17 years ago. So, the green house. I don't know. I, I mean, don't to know. me, that they, was they a jump just, to me. not to me, they just went through, he's been going through this evidence. They just pulled all those boxes. You, we gotta assume that they've been sitting in the stupid office, like going over this, going over photo after photo and reviewing case file after case file and stuff that they've not only lived for the last, you know, 20 years, but also they're revisiting and going through. Well, maybe that's just me being bummed well, I, I know I there's thought my theory of the green ears being the headphones from a lawnmower. I, I thought was, was genius. I thought it made I a lot of sense. I was me really too. bummed about that. And I was shouting at TV. I'm like, it's the earphones. <laughs> the earphones. You know, a lawnmower man. <laughs> right, Julia? No. Yet another one. Green Debunked. paint. No, but that it was, was a good one, though. It made a lot of sense. Yeah. I thought so. I, I was with it's you. paint. Uh, so, we had, so, so we had that. And so we, um, we did have that one last conversation with, that he had with um, – I, I can't remember if it's which which one of the guys it is. I'm really I'm not gonna dare butcher. Um, is it Jerbo? The, the 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 two in the in the diner. He talks to his he talks to the, the two brothers. Yeah, he talks to the younger uh, one Kittles. because he can read him. Right. Yes. 
Which one was that, Joe? I don't remember. Oh, uh, man. We, are... we just don't want to say it out loud. It's we all right. have ideas, but we don't want to say it's it out loud. It's all right. We, we know what we're talking about. Yes. So the, the he, has conversa- yeah, he has a conversation with him, and, and he says, basically, look, it's, it's him sussing the situation out. Like, we may, I love the, that dance they did. Like, do you, do you have something or not? Mm-hmm. We know that you're lurking around. We know that you're working on something in that crappy office. We know you're doing all this, these things. Like, either you have something. If you don't have it, then you're obstructing. If you, you know, so tell me something. He's like, look, I'm not going to tell you anything, but I just want to know. If I call you, if will I you call pick you, up? will you pick up? No, no, will you take the call? Or will you do something about it? Because it's still unknown. The rest of this whole theory this whole time is that, like, I don't know to trust. Right. Like, I don't know how deep this thing goes. This goes all the way back to, uh, you know, to the, uh, to the senator. To, to the Tuttle, uh, yeah, Tuttle. Tuttles. All the way up to, the, uh, to the center Tuttle. Yeah, so, I mean, I don't know to trust, but. You know, in, in that moment, it's like, can I trust you? And he's like, yes, I'll take the call myself. Did you believe him in that moment? Because I didn't. I, was, I, I didn't know. I, you know what? I, I wasn't sure. I, I did. I kind of bought him a little bit, but I, because, because there's enough tough guy swag back and forth. Yeah. You know, well, fuck you. Well, fuck you. There was enough of that that I kind of went, all right, you know, maybe he's, 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 he's going to be real about it. Right. I think that they're so desperate to solve the case that, yeah, call me. If you have something that's viable that I can use that'll help me, yeah, call me. Yeah. Do it. So. Because they have nothing. They have nothing. Right. So they go out there. In the moment we've all been waiting for, they go out. They finally make it out to the house to to, to, to find the monster that we thought was uh, Reginald Ledoux that we know now is Childress uh, Jr. And uh, we get we go out to the house and we get there and you know it's as scary as you think it is. And and Russ says this is the place. I gotta say, man. You know, it, it goes as, as you kind of would expect it to. I, I guess I don't say predictable. I know that offends you, but I felt that 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 there were so many opportunities. You're so you're, you're the one guy in the entire no, universe. No, no, that's not what I'm saying. Thing mapped out. That's not what I'm saying. Like hundreds but, and hundreds of writers and millions of viewers, and you had the whole thing mapped out. All I'm trying to Call say Nick is that Nick Pizzolatto clearly <laughs> made a decision God. that he was not going to flip the plot on everybody in the last minute and pull the rug out from everybody and go, hey, you're invested seven hours and all this. Everything you thought was bullshit. Flip the script. It's a totally different show. He didn't do that because the show wasn't about that. The show was not about a big plot twist at the end. It was about the no. characters all the way through and about throwing out these ideas. I, I think that we, as television viewers, are conditioned to have to, to have something be like we want a twist, we want a, a double thing. So it didn't have to be this crazy theory, conspiracy theories that we all as viewers thought. It's just a good old fashioned detective story. However, there were so many like you know we talked about the, the visions he saw, and there's so many t- times a flat circle. There's so many different things that were laid out there for us. All the Yellow King references that I think that we were expecting, you know, something, but I personally think they delivered it. We'll talk about that later. I know you're not talking well, about it now. Well, all, all I was but... going to talk about was was when they arrive and they split up and then and then we go and we shoot the, the uh, you know, go in the house and the house I thought was fairly straightforward. She's crazy right. and she's terrified of her half-brother who's worse than anybody. Right. And where's your phone? Everybody has a phone. So obviously we find out Marty eventually does find a phone, but then in the meantime we go into Carcosa. We go into this. It was a civil. It was a pre-Civil War fort, right? Let me tell right. you about. Talk Carcosa to us is. about about Carcosa. Okay, yeah. so I, I had to look it up because the setting was so uh, was so rich, and that's not surprising, you know, after eight episodes of of just stunning visuals. So sure. Um, but this I, this was just aesthetically incredible to me. So it exists. It's called Fort Macomb. 
Uh, Which I imagine will be fairly popular after this. Yes, it was originally built in 1822, then renamed Fort Wood in 1827, with its current name, Macomb, being uh, given in uh, 1851. And the fort was occupied by a Confederate State of America garrison starting on yada, 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 uh, during the American Civil War and retaken by the Union the following year, so in 1862. And now it belongs to the state, and it's pretty. I want to see it, but I do want to go back. I think that we glossed over a lot that happened between the time they pulled over and the time they went and they actually got to Carcosa. I want to go back and talk about that initial, like, canvassing. I mean, first of all, you know, in addition to finding cast finding Carcosa as a as a as a location scout that lo- that house that whole area I don't know if that was like an actual practical location or if they grew some foliage over there that was I don't ever want to go to anything that looks like that house ever with everything with the overgrownness and the shed in the background and when he said this is the place I was like I knew it was the place and I still had chills I was like oh god um, the scene where, where Hart goes to the door and he has a conversation. He try, he try, you know, with with the uh, flower lady, and um, he tries to get. I don't want to buy any for flowers. <laughs> he's uh, he finally ends up like you know, go you know uh, when he when the kicking do- the door in, kicking the door in because of the dog, and the, the dog gets out, goes down the thing. He kicks the door in. He's like, clear the house. That whole situation was so incredibly intense because I had no idea what we were going to see in that house. I had no idea what she was capable of. I had no idea if we are going to see. I, I was terrified. We had that horrible moment when we see children's painting, that, painting the school, mm-hmm. and he's like looking at the kids. And uh, the uh, boy, boy looked, with the blue ball. The boy, the like, boy just staring at him. the side, curious. And he's looking. Don't like, be curious, kid. I don't, but but even, even you know, the way he was looking at that kid was just enough to freak me the F out. And, and he had that- another voice. And the way that the yes. kid was looking at him, I could under—I was having trouble recon, uh, reconciling in my head why a child would call him Spaghetti Monster from what we've seen. But right. in that angle, from that child's point sure. of view, those scars—I don't know if they. Oh, they I see. They look like the spaghetti. Top. I don't know if there was a little extra makeup just for the scene to be seen from the ch- oh, child's from point underneath. of view, but yeah. it was it was horrendous. And yeah. if you're a small child who's never seen anything like that, yeah, spaghetti it's, monster. It's, there it was, it is. That that, that moment was years. was as terrifying as anything. Yeah. So we go, we see that we're actually going to go inside the house, and we see Hart going through the house and trying to clear the house itself, and at the same time trying to find the flower lady. Like that was as She's scary as anything. And, and simultaneously, you've got. Cole out there after Childress, which was also as scary as anything. These things happening simultaneously gave me a goddamn heart attack. That moment when he caught Childress and he's pointing the gun at him and he tells him to stop and he just says, no. no. And he takes off. <laughs> I was like, that no. Was no. Was and you knew that. For a big man, he moved quick. He moved and you knew quick. how that was going to go. No. But, yeah. But, uh, you know, he did when, uh, you know, when she tells him, he puts a gun to her head and he said, I need, I need your phone. And she says, he's, you know, he's going to get you. He's better. I mean, what's he's, 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 he's worse than he's worse than anybody. He's worse than everybody. She's that, giggling. <laughs> that was terrible. Oh, so then, so now. Some grim shit. So we go back. He he, he takes, he obviously subdues her. I didn't, we didn't know what he did to her at the time. We know if he shot her. And then we know now that he, you know, he tied her up and got the phone, found the phone. But we oh, we do know that he went out um, to check things out. We got to see the Black Stars. Um, mm-hmm. on, the, on the on the side of the, the shed, we got to see the contents of the shed. We got to see all that stuff, and then we go into Joe Carcosa. Carcosa, and it was scary. <laughs> it was scary. Well, no, I don't know. You, you, <laughs> it was it was terrifying. Yes, uh, uh, and and it was it was uh, just the movement of the camera and the movement of that. Did you you really felt the uh, uh, you really felt the the the, the danger of it? Right. But um, 
uh, I, I was very gratified at the end of it because the reveal was you, they didn't you, you didn't keep it cramped. No, we got into a nice open space for yeah. something to happen, right. and then of course. Uh, you know, in the meantime, Marty obviously gets to, gets to a phone of some sort. We find out later. He starts making his way over, but um, but yeah, what what a, what a shit time to have a hallucination, huh? Sure. Well, and so in that moment, like this this is the moment. This is, this happened early on. I want to just get through this so we can get into the some you know some the end and some of the theories and the monologue. But like you know, in that moment, that was the moment because you know we don't know if if these guys are gonna die. Are they both gonna die? Is one guy gonna die? Is it a you know what, what's gonna happen here? So they, so I, I didn't think it was not predictable in that sense. They gave us all possibilities within that like five minute span. I get I get every range of a moment motion in that five minute span. Once uh, we knew, once you know, uh, Cole had that hallucination. He saw you know the, the whatever ne- the, 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 the nebula, the universe, I don't which one? The, like, like him looking at the universe, looking at. Time being a flat circle, looking at, I've seen stills of it, it could be a thousand things, but a very profound vision, and then of course he gets shanked. And the level of how that was happening, that looked like he's not going to survive that at all. I just feel like in that moment, he was not going to survive it. He does get out, um, and then when he throws the axe at Hart, I thought the Hart's dead. So in the moment, that moment, like, wow, they both die. And then I'm like, oh, only Hart's going to survive. But then, of course, they both survive, and I think that that was very because poignant. Because they can't survive without each other. Exactly, Julia Carey. Thank you. I exactly. got something right. <laughs> because they can't without survive me, without each other. There is no you. Exactly. Full, full, mm-hmm. and effing mm-hmm. circle. They have to save. They save each other. Yes. And for all, for two guys who hate each other, da da da. There's me. There's you. Da da. At the end of the day, these are two guys who need each other. Can't survive without each other. One guy was supposed to be dead. He's back, and they they are like they're together now. Assuming if Nick Pizzolatto was just writing this as a novel, and this was just the first of many, you know, Cole and Hart novels, this would be just one hell of a story. And I'm, these, I'm sure these guys will go on to have many other private detective adventures, which I would love to see in book form or graphic novel form, or maybe for Lucky True Detective season ten or something. We'll see them come, come back. But you got the sense that that this was just one crazy adventure. But then we get back to the hospital. And uh, that's kind of the, the long epilogue. It's sort of an epilogue to the entire series, really, because you know we're at the forty-minute mark. You know, the sh- shit was done. The shit was back on the horse. We, we we pretty much solved everything. We had a long epilogue for these guys to tie up all these friendship loose ends, existential loose well, ends, family loose ends. Joe, I agree with you, but we didn't solve everything. We didn't find out who the other people were that were in the video. We didn't get to the senator. We yes. didn't get to any of the Tuttles. We didn't get to any of the conspiracy that allowed Childress to exist in the first place. Right. And this is which, uh, which, which he was, which, which Russ was very upset about. And and th- that's what I said was going to happen last week because I think there was no other way for this to end because this this they will not be allowed to get the real players in this. So is this what you mean? Can you tell me your this is predictable theory? That's what I'm saying about about this was a relatively predictable ending. I thought. I thought this is how it was going to go. I, I, I thought they were going to die, but other than that, I think it was it was right. pretty predictable. Right. I thought that as far as they, I thought they were only going to get him. I thought that was going to be the end of it. You and, think they would take down the whole thing? No, I, I told you last okay. I had no chance that was going to happen. But the show, but you said the predictable. The show wasn't about them. Taking that's my down. point. Okay. That's well, that's my the point. Is the show them. is not about them winning them them taking out everybody. And the show was not about that. The show was about these two guys right. on this hero's quest and about. About being human, I think, is what ultimately what the show is about. No show on TV has spent this much time on existential crises over and over again. On an atheist versus a believer. Mm -hmm. A pragmatic, a relatively pragmatic believer versus a full-blown committed atheist because his daughter was killed. And you, uh, there's so many different ph- philosophical explorations in this show. They're not there by accident. That's the whole point of the show, I think. Jules? 
I mean, yes, the, it was a character-driven story, and that's what we're watching for, is these two detectives. But but the story, the, the, the case is the murderer of Dora Lang, and they solved that. That was beginning, middle, end. It was about Dora Lang. That's what brought them yeah, together, right. and that's what and that's what tore them apart and broke yeah. them down. And, and solving and the break. murder of Dora Lang. Yes, there's all right. these extenuating circumstances. Yes, it's much bigger than that. But when you get to that focus, it's about finding the killer of Dora. That's the case. Right. So we have seven minutes left. We have to get no. into. <laughs> we have to. We, I just want to get into this monologue. I mean, so you know, the they, the guys, you know, the guys both survive. They make it out. Uh, you know, Hart's doing a lot better than Rust is. Rust is in the wheelchair, uh, and uh, they have that great moment where he brings them something. He brings them some camels, uh, nicely wrapped, and uh, they cigarettes. Have, yes, cigarettes worth course. pointing out. Yeah. Had a little, my name. <laughs> not camels. Not a, not a camel for those of you who didn't watch the show. Uh, and uh, we have the most you know incredible poignant exchange. Uh, and deeply sad and and and, and uplifting monologue in that, that that I've ever well, there, seen. There were two exchanges. I want I want to touch on the first one first yeah, because because we're going to end with this. Uh, Marty Marty does have his moment with the fam. He does. Uh, Maggie comes in with that enormous rock from I'm guessing her current husband. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And 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 the two girls and and uh, you know Marty obviously didn't see anybody in a long time. He's so glad you guys are here. I'm doing I'm doing I'm doing yeah. and just boom he breaks. Yeah. Because this whole time, and he, he, you know, as I, it feels, there's a giant sense of closure to this whole 17 year yes. debacle, which was, which is his life, the way he was lived his life, what he went through while he was working the case, pre case, marriage, family, what he held dear. Now that it seems to be closed, he can really sort of appreciate, even even if he doesn't have them, they're all here for him, and he appreciates that family moment. I'm so that family moment. I'm so glad that Hart as a character got to have that. Me too. It was just very gratifying to see him have that. Moment. Absolutely. And then second exchange. Second exchange. Well, I, now let's get to let's get to let's get to Russ monologue because right. you know Russ is outside. He's obviously he's he's con- confiding a little bit in, in, in Marty here that I should not be here. He said it a couple times, and Marty was sipping on the uh, on on the the shake or the water in the uh, in, in in the hospital. He's right. like, yeah, all right, well there you are, and they you know, fuck you, and they yeah. you know, they leave. But they, they they get outside, and you know obviously uh, Marty's getting checked out. Marty's done. Hart's still got a few days left. And and uh, and and he kind of comes comes clean. They get out from under the awning, and they're going to be out. You know, the stars above him, and he comes clean about about uh, about what he felt about it, about his daughter and his father. You got the whole yeah. thing written down, don't you? Yeah, I have. Yeah, well, I have yeah. the whole thing. Um, and there, there, it was. I mean, it was. I mean, you don't have to go the whole thing, but any, any any particular things that stick out. My favorite line of possibly this entire show was, "I could feel my definitions fading." Oh. Yes. Well, here's the thing. Like, this is that. My God. I mean, that that what happened to him, and I, I do believe it happened. I choose to believe that that actually happened. I choose to believe that happened. Um, too. What you know, what what happened to Cole was just the most. It was the, it was amazing the way he told that story. That monologue was amazing because it was the saddest thing, and it was the most uplifting thing at the same time. The moment that just to know that he there's got to be a incredible comfort of knowing that a I was on the other side. I felt my daughter. I felt I felt family. I felt like I was there. You well, know, it was optimistic because so much of this 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 series has been him talking about like flat circle. We're gonna yeah. do it again. It's never ending. Is death the end? Death yeah. is not the end. But I hope, now I hope he death sees is the end. I hope that, that he's wrong. That there's there there is something on yes. the other side for him. And that's for him got to change this guy who the entire series has been like has all been like this is all you know this is one marble yeah. gutter floating through space and now I hope, I hope she's wrong about death being that. the end. So it was like in that moment I was so. 
you know, happy that he got to have that moment, but it's also so sad because he, that moment was taken away from him. And, you know, it's a weird, and the way he broke down, like, I wanted to go. Like, I felt it. I felt the love. I felt the warmth. I wanted to go. And then I woke up. But then I woke up. And it's like, that's, it's like a weird, I've never been, you know, so heartbroken by someone who didn't die. You know, I mean, you know, right. like for someone who lived, I'm like, wow, he lived. That's a bummer because that sounded awesome. <laughs> but I'm glad, but I'm glad he seen. lived. But also, it's cool that he lived because now he can live this life knowing there's something out, else out there for him, and his his loved ones are in a better place, mm-hmm. and he feels in a better place. It was really profound. Just what it was saying, you know, to me in that moment, like just and then at the at face value, and of course. The way the words were exquisitely written and the performance was phenomenally delivered. Someone should give him an Oscar. Oh, 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 Emmys, oh. Emmys for everyone here. Honest to God, but that go was ahead, so that was so brilliantly done, and you, you you felt every step of the way. But you know what? What I think is so it's so imperative about because we our, our lives are so wrapped up in stories, and I think that's ultimately one of the big things that Nick Pizzolatto is talking about in this. Right, and and we talk about. He talks about when he grew up in, in Alaska. He didn't watch TV until he was 17 years old. He's like, and, and, and Marty tells him, remember, you, you know, you made up stories about the stars. Remember that? Yep. And stories are inherent to being human. That's part of how we define and understand what's around us. Religious stories are how we define, uh, are how we're being told to define things. Sure. One way or the other, our, the way our heads work, we need stories. Yeah. Every culture throughout all of history, stories, stories, stories. That's how we process. And I, I think that, that this, this idea of, of exploring this profound life and death thing that we are all going to go through, every single one of us, and we all push it away. That's how that's part of what we use stories for, is to push away the truth, the reality that we are all going to eventually die. We are all going to face one way or the other. There is something or there is nothing. We are going to go there. Right. And I think it's, uh, it's interesting that Nick Pizzolatto takes all, one of our stories, one of the things we use to hide from this, to bring it into our faces. Right. Be like, this is real. This is going to happen to you. Someday you're going to see this right. sooner or later. And, and here it is. And I think most of our television and, and stories are escapism and we don't we don't ever do we don't ever use the stories to see that anymore. Well and I, I think that's what part of what he was doing with this. I well I, I think that I do agree with a lot of that. I mean I I have a final take, but Jules, do you have any 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 any, any thoughts on, on on just sort of that last piece at all? Um, well, are you talking about True Detective as a whole? Or no, I'm talking about just the, the ending there, the, the end. Because um, I, I was just so happy. I, I was so content with the fact that he finally got a glimpse of optimism and what life could could be like, understanding that that the light is winning. Yeah, you know, we didn't talk about that. Well, that's what I was going to say. That, that so, he he finally crawled out of this dark exactly. hole that he has been yeah. immersed in for 17 years and flipped the way in which he was looking at it. His last line is, "Well, once there was only dark, it, there was only dark. If you ask me, ask the me, light I is don't. winning. Mm. The light yes. does puncture through." And what's amazing about that, which is one of the point I was going to make as well, so I'm glad you made. It, so I don't have to make it twice, but I will piggyback on that and saying what's amazing about that is you know when when uh, Hart's the one who makes the observation like ah that looks like the dark's winning like you know Hart was is the one who says that and then Russ kind of flips it at the end says actually no and like that that's just for a guy who's who we know who this guy is and as bleak as it was know that he's looking at things in a different way it just makes me so much want to get more of of, yeah. of Hart and, and Russ I would love to see Russ at the other end him shaved up the new the newly optimistic Russ. Going out there and seeing how he interacts with Hart and going out and solving more cases. I want to see this. But also we got that beautiful pan up to the star, our motif about these black stars and the stars and everything else. I think it was just a beautiful, beautiful, poignant ending to a fantastic series. I don't know. So good. It was, it was brilliant. So um, uh, A+. plus. 
all around Thank for everybody. Us. Everybody gets a hat and, um, and an apple. From HBO to Nick Pizzolatto to Carrie Fukunaga to you know to uh, Woody Harrelson. And, uh, and Matthew McConaughey. We never mentioned that they were supposed to play opposite roles. I mean, people know this has been written around, but you know, uh, Matthew McConaughey was supposed to play Hart, but then he he begged and said, "I'll do this only if I get to play Rust." And I think the right decision was made there. I think so too. You know, I think that was a good move. That so I'm very happy that it happened. So um, we 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 don't have predictions, but we will. I think we'll have some fun with predictions <laughs> and, and 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 say who we like to see. Look, well, let's jump into predictions. Oh. <laughs> I can't help but feel that you're just being mean. <laughs> I just want to know. I just want to know who would you guys like to see in in, in season two, or who you know who would you like to see? Just really quickly, you can throw out some oh names. God. Anybody? Oh God! I Jamie Foxx and Tom Cruise. <laughs> like, Ooh. just give me some names. We need we need two actors, two directors. Go. William two, Shatner. Two actors, I'd one fight, director. I'd fight Shatner. Shatner. I'd fight William Shatner. Um, let me think. You can get some Bradley Cooper in there. He could do. Something. I could see he some Bradley Cooper. Okay, and who? Uh, I'll let you guys go together. Let's it's get taking a girl. Too long. Let's get a girl in there. Okay. Uh, you know, it'd be great. Would be uh, what, from Fargo. What's her name? Um, Francis McDormand. Yes, Francis McDormand and Bradley Cooper. Good. Boom. Directed by who? Mm, that's a tough one. All right, you guys suck. I would say. <laughs> oh, well, I'm gonna break some stuff <laughs> over here. No, no. Actually, I just, I, w- I just, I would like to see some women for sure. I'd like to see some people of color. You know, I'd like to see some sort of combination, and whether or not they stay with Louisiana or stay somewhere else, I'd like to see uh, some just some some people of color and some women, um, and maybe even a woman director. Maybe even like you know, I don't know. Maybe it's Bigelow. Maybe it's uh, you know, some something like that. So I don't know. I just I just really interested to see how Nick's words translate through another actor and another visionary. But carefully, Naga like killed the oh, game. Did a great God. job on that. Just uh, brilliant. Thank you so much for uh, putting up with us for these eight episodes of True Detective. Um, we, like you, are very, very excited about the next season next year, we presume, or whenever HBO decides to do it. Um, you know, you can rate us, you can download us, you can listen to us. We appreciate you. We do some other shows here as well. We do Hannibal, and we do Blacklist. The Blacklist, and we do Bates Motel, and we do The Americans. So the check following. those out. Yeah, I guess. And we do... <laughs> So check us out there. Joe, where can we find you? Uh, you can find me on the Twitters, at Joe Flippo, J-O-E-F-L-I-P-O. My website is josephsanflippo.com. That's good. Julia. That was good. That was Thank fast. you. Uh, Twitter and Instagram, my name, Julia Carely, J-U-L-I-A-C-E-A-R-L-E-Y. And then with these dudes doing lots of shows. Yes, and right I'm here. Joe Braswell. You can find me on Twitter and Instagram, at Joe K. Braswell. I tried to stay on the mic this time. Thank you for all those who said stay on the mic, Joe. I try to stand, Mike. Uh, I really appreciate all you guys listening to us and downloading us. Please continue to do so. We'll see you next time. Mm-hmm. From executive producers Maria Menounos, Kevin Undergaro, Phil Svitek, and the entire AfterBuzz TV staff, we would like to thank you for listening to the AfterBuzz TV network. To watch or listen to other After shows and post comments or questions, be sure to visit AfterBuzzTV.com. I'm Sir Richard Wentworth, and this has been a presentation of AfterBuzz TV. Buzz you later. The views expressed herein are those of the hosts only and do not necessarily reflect the views of AfterBuzz TV or its owners or principals.